Wow. I mean, listening to me, I think he's a wonderful thing to do. I know, I know that I'm in a minority of one. But, um, listening to what we've just been hearing, boy, oh boy. God, dear. Isn't that what we want to be hearing? Yes. Wow. Oh. Fantastic. Praise God. I'm still living in that. <laughs> you know? Ah. God speaks and he brings it to pass. And we're living in the times where God has said things and we've seen them worked out. Things pertaining to children, the hub, healing, power of the Holy Spirit, people being set free, provision being made, and the word of the Lord coming through the children. Ah. Word of the Lord coming. I think that may be one thing I did mention at Clear Sound. I can't exactly remember now. And that's what we're looking for. God's stretching us. You know what? I'm just thinking about uh, old Griffo. You know? Because I, I can remember when he was a young man. Yeah. And you know what? If I have my way, I ain't going to get old either. My age, but I ain't going to get old. And I'll work that character to keep him young. But you think, and this is what was just going through my mind, all the things that he's in, been engaged in. You know, the youth and the outreach and the pastoring and the groups and just about anything and everything. Foundation course, doulos. And do you know what's stretching him at the moment? The work with the children. He told me this week. And I thought, great. Great, because when we feel stretched, we're never going to be doing something as well. We can do that. God doesn't want that we can do it. He wants the people that says, I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. And no wonder you see something of the of the outpouring of God's Holy Spirit because of that dependency upon God. And that's the place he wants us to be. Really good. All right. We depend upon God. God gives us a role to play. And we thank God that we're working together with him. One of the things that we work together with him is as he charges us and gives us a mandate to pray. And I want us, before we even get into sharing some things together, I want us to pray. I've spoken this week with Godfrey, Godfrey, who you don't know, has been uh, working with Anacleto for about seven years, uh, and he is really his, was his assistant. And I was very encouraged uh, over the trauma, and because it's, Anacleto was also like a, a father to him, he took him into his family, into his home. Over that trauma, he's beginning to look to see what God would do and how God would use him in coming days. And that is because uh, God gives it to us to pray and to see things uh, work through according to his plan. And uh, that encourages us to pray. Secondly, um, there is no power, there is no enemy, more particularly there is no government that can withstand God. And 
we face in all that we're seeking to do, particularly in Sierra Leone, uh, uh, rampant corruption. It's not as sophisticated as we've got it here. Uh, it's a little bit more obvious. Uh, but I want us to take a stand today in prayer that that cannot, must not, shall not in any way divert the purpose of God for seeing that nation restored. Uh, can we stand together? Father, we continue to uphold Camellia, the family there in Mozambique. And particularly at this time, we lift Godfrey to you. We lift before you, Lord, your purposes to come forth in that place. You have established your name. You have established your word. And we pray, Lord, at this time that you would anoint your servant and that you would call forth those who are to be gathered together uh, around him and with him and whom he's to serve. And, Lord, that your work, your strengthening, your purpose will go forth in greater measure than ever before in Mozambique, in the name of Jesus. We take a stand. Thank you, Lord, for the protection. Thank you for the provision. Thank you for the anointing upon our brethren in Sierra Leone. Thank you, Lord, for every agency that's come into line. We ask now, Lord, again, and we declare your kingdom come, your will be done in that nation that we shall see the very thing that you have ordained, this mandate that you've set before us, that we indeed, Lord, shall see and observe a change in that nation, that you would speak your word against the corruption, against the things which come out of that corruption. And we speak now, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done. And we ask, Lord, for your guidance and for your provision and for the positioning and the things that you want us to be engaged in on your behalf, that we might not step to the left or to the right, but Lord, by your power and by your direction, we might be in the arrowhead, in the spearhead of what you purpose in that nation in these days. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Make your provision, Lord. Amen. I'm reading from Acts, please take your seats, Acts chapter 10, verse 44, if you want to know. While Peter was still speaking these words, what he was doing was speaking the words of the good news of the gospel, speaking the words of, of God's word. While he was still speaking these words, something else was happening. What was happening? The Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. Now, we've, we've been applying that to hearing testimony, hearing what God's doing. We've had testimony the, this very morning about how the word which was spoken of what God was doing became uh, a, a prophetic uh, motivation, something that was birthed in a child. I'm talking about the swimming thing. Yeah? She heard something that Vivian had experienced in God. And that became something that was birthed in her with the life to see it reproduced yet again. Now, 
I want us to understand that that applies, of course, in testimony. It applies in as we share together in the things of God, the words of God. As we do that, then we can expect to see something that God will see and do amongst us. And what does it say here? That's exactly what we want. And while he was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. Amen? Again, in the next chapter, verse 15, and as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them as he had come on us at the beginning. You see, we don't, we're not interested in an exchange of information. This is not a lecture. Uh, we, we're speaking the word of the Lord and we rightfully can expect that as we do that, the Holy Spirit... Now, is that a feeling? Is that a kind of tingling? It can be anything. I'm not so much concerned about that. I'm concerned about the reality of it. That God could take something that's said and move it from information to revelation so that you live in the good of what you're hearing. It can be that as you hear something... Words are being spoken. The Holy Spirit comes and takes you into a different place. Causes you to have an experience like we were just hearing. As he came into the meeting, something happened. He said, was it God got hold of me? God, was it God got hold of me? Yeah, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. See, that's the Holy Spirit. And I would rather engage in, in that transaction, that supernatural transaction, than just listen to some good teaching on, or bad teaching or listen to some words and get some information, which I'll probably forget later. I was, we went yesterday, uh, youth had their day away, and uh, we went yesterday just to take a little time to pray with them. I was just sharing with them something I picked up during the week. Um, from the story of, uh, you remember the story when uh, Jesus was at the wedding and uh, they ran out of wine and uh, it was his first miracle. And uh, the thought, I mean, I've, I've looked at it a lot of times, but this was the thing that interested me. They, they had to, the instruction was to, do, to fill the ceremonial water pots with water. And uh, there are big pots, a lot of water. And sometimes we, we tend to think just in, oh, yeah, okay, so you'd run a hose over, turn the tap on, and fill them up, or something like that. But, of course, no hoses, no taps. Uh, drawing water from the well, um, or pumping it up, or whatever. 180 gallons, about. It's quite a lot of water. Yeah? And... Quite a process. The process was do what he says. The process was obedient. Now, the Bible doesn't say at which point the water turned into wine. So I'm looking at some people, some servants, and the only instruction they had was do whatever he says. And 
What they had to do was basically uh, their responsibility. They had to do it. That was part of it. And backwards and forwards, getting water. Keep on doing that. Backwards and forwards. Now, I don't know. You know they got to a point, God, <coughs> my legs are aching, or my arms aching, or you know, just keep drawing this water. Couldn't he have done something different? It's a long time. Just doing something. Just waiting. And I want us to understand that there are things that God gives us to do and there is a timing that God has and really we can't interfere with that. We have to do what he gives us to do. In the Bible, we declare, my times are in his hands. You know, guys, we live in a generation, you know, Amazon Prime, next day delivery, pay this money, immediate cover. I mean, that's, that's the generation we live in. It's got to be now. You know, I want it and I want it now. Uh, well, see, what God says, he will do. We've heard again this morning about cashing the cheque. That moment, the thing's even forgotten. I just want us to, to recognise these things. Number one, as we share together, as we listen, God the Holy Spirit can come upon us and have his way. Number two, we have to do what we have to do. What have we heard this morning? Kind of being open, kind of being honest, kind of declaring our need or our position, not trying to cover up, uh, just being real before God. And the recognition is we trust God. Uh, he is the author and the finisher of faith. He creates it, he sets in our hearts the desire, and he fulfills the desire. So, in this time, a time of very evident receiving from God, let's just come back again to this fact. It is God that does it. It was the Holy Spirit that came upon them as they listened. But there is a place of waiting, a place of being open, and particularly a place of obedience. They had to, if you remember in that story, they had to be drawing the water from the well and filling up the water pots. Obedience, waiting, God's timing, God's provision, the thing that he gives us to do, the openness, and the thing that only he, he does. Let's pray. Lord, have your way. We like the idea that as we're just sharing together, the Holy Spirit comes upon us. 
We say, come, Holy Spirit, have your way. We're waiting. We're open. We're yielded to you. We set aside our timing in favor of your timing. We receive from you at this time in the name of Jesus. Now take a few minutes talking about this large place, this spacious place. We're using the, been using the picture of, of the children of Israel moving into the land. I wonder what their feelings were. I bet there were some variations. Normally there is, isn't there? Normally some variations in feeling. Some may be fearful. Some have different attitudes. Maybe some not even sure they wanted that. Well, I've heard about the strength of the enemy in the land, the Canaanites. I've heard about the giants. I've heard about the difficulties. It's too hard. Crossing the river. What if, what if we get wet? What if we drown? It's kind of doubts that can spring up. See, Remember, there's always, there's always two voices in the spirit realm. There's the voice of God, there's the voice of the enemy. Things pertaining to doubting what God says, things pertaining to you're no good, things pertaining you can never change, things pertaining to guilt, things pertaining to condemnation, they don't come from God. And we have an ability because of what God has created in us, to tune in to what God's saying and to bring every other thought under captivity. That's part of the equipment that he's given to us. I wonder, in terms of, I mean, these exciting things that we've heard today, but I think in hearing it, there's scope for the Holy Spirit to be applying these things to us. If, if we were all on the banks of the river and the word had come about crossing into this promised land, or if God had set before us some major initiative, some major change, something new, something different, I wonder what would, what would be that sort of, that barrier, that Jordan. <coughs> right now, I'm pretty sure that for most people there's something set before them. It may be some development, it may be some task, it may be some uh, change of attitude or position, it may be some... Uh, Relational development, it may be some, uh, something that needs to be uh, got rid of. We're talking about 
listening to the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the Holy Spirit as we speak, actually coming and applying things. What you could do is you could be open. That's what you could do. That's like filling the water pots. Lord, what have you set before me? Lord, what's in front of me? Lord, what is that that you've begun to place a desire in my heart? Lord, yeah, if that's it, is there any barrier? Lord, is there something that I'm holding as a, well, it can't happen while this takes place. It can't happen because of that. Or mm, it might be too hard. Or it might be too, too difficult. Or it might be a problem. You know, it could be that you can face and look at the very things, the very barriers, the very obstacles uh, at a time like this as the Holy Spirit helps us. Now, for them, going into the land, there were a number of things. On the good side, the inhabitants of the land had heard they were coming and, in many respects, had run away. Good news, harvest time. So it's time that they can go in and it's already prepared for them. There's some good things already there. It's like good stuff, God's stuff, God's goodness, prepared. That's good. Yeah, you can begin to look at that. That's a good thing. We talked about, when we talked about it before, the, we used the biblical term, a, a, term a, a, a land flowing with milk and honey. It's basically meaning there's supernatural production. There's things there which are good for us, things there which uh, God provides and we're hearing about that, some of the peace and the healing and the provision and the removal of fears and the different positions that we've heard. Also, they would have known that there was water in the land. Water, the representation of the, uh, of the presence of God, the Spirit of God. Uh, they, they come from, remember, trudging around the, around the wilderness for 40 years, uh, the idea of getting somewhere where there was water. It's a a great place to be. Uh, It's a very, very key thing, uh, even um, in this uh, day and age, that there was the supernatural provision. They had anointed leadership in Joshua, and there was a guarantee that God was going to go with them. That was actually a spoken, declared guarantee. God is with them. So there were some good things. On the other hand, you know, there were battles to face and enemies to deal with, and They were encouraged that they were to focus on the ark, which was the representation of the presence of God, not on all those different issues. But yeah, there was risk, and it was new, and it was different, and everything was changing, and it wasn't like it used to be. And in some instances, there may have even been disappointment. But the Bible tells us uh, in Joshua chapter 3 something that I want you to hear this morning. I want every single person to hear this because it's very, very important. You see, in Joshua 3, verse 17, it talked about the whole nation. It talked about all Israel crossing into the land. When I was looking at this, I felt this was underlined to me, that where the enemy might say, this is for others and not for you, Let's remember he's a liar from the beginning. 
that that's a lie. So if anybody has heard that, yeah, that's for them, it's not for me, you're listening and you're hearing a lie from the enemy. This is for us. This is for every one of us. Underlined at this time so that we know and understand that. Now, what about if entering into the fullness of God, entering into the richness of God, entering into the purposes of God is not like we expected it to be? Hmm? Anybody ever arrived somewhere? Thought, oh, I thought it was going to be different to this. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. What do we do? See, for uh, the tribes that had their, uh, their portion, their allotment, on the east of Jordan, they're thinking, wow, <laughs> tough on the rest of them. Um, we're going to be on the east. You know, we're glad you don't have to fight those battles and deal with those things. Until God reminded them, well, your women and children can stay there, but every single one of you have got to come and fight with the others and take the territory with the others until they all have rest. See, it wasn't quite according to their expectation. There was adjustment. I guess my question is this. Is God allowed to adjust our expectation? Is God allowed to adjust that? Well, I thought it would be like this. Well, I thought it would be like that. Hmm. You know it's possible to get trapped in our own imagery, our own desires, our own expectations. Lord, what do you want? What have you got? What is your purpose? How do you want it to be? Now, having done that, let's, and I'm going to pause here because I know that the time's gone. But I've enjoyed the time. I'm not resenting that in any way at all. I mean, I would have been happy to carry on with that. I just want you to pick up two things and then we'll we, we draw it to a close. There was to be an ease of taking the land. You know, this is not about... Of course there were battles, of course there were fights. But the promise was, look, everywhere you step will be yours. Not that difficult to step. Now, hang on a minute... They had some battles to fight. There was a Jericho with some walls that were locked up tight. But the promise never changed. Everywhere your foot touches, there was to be an ease of entering and a a success in conquering the land. Now, what I want us to get hold of from that is we're moving in to the expanded purpose of God it is not about our effort, it is not about how hard we can work or how hard we can pray it is about this he does it 
He makes the preparation for us. He's gone before us. Now, everywhere, an ease of conquering. Two conditions. And we'll have to pick these up next week. Number one, obedience. Number two, bold and courageous. In verse 7, Joshua 1. Uh-oh. Let's deal with the obedience thing first. Man, i I got to get... How, can you give me a list of all the things I've got to obey? Can you, can you tell me how to go about it? Can you tell me what, what to do and what, what I must do and what I mustn't do? Not really. How do we do this obedience thing? Oh, oh. and God has even provided for that. How do you do the obedience thing? I'll lead you in the way you should go. Lord, whatever you want. I am choosing to submit to your rule. If there's something you want to change, you do it. You know, I always remember uh, Richard Cole telling the story of when the guys were coming and the child soldiers and the orphans and the, he was receiving them in like into a family and uh, they'd have all their charms and things never told them to take them off. Because he said, yeah, let, the children can come in. Yeah. yeah, come in. He said, you know, let's let them be introduced to the love of God. And do you know what I used to find? That as they met with God, as they came into that relationship, they got rid of those charms. You know, I was thinking about that the other day, and I thought about one of the, the, the guys that I met that was a, uh, he was in a hopeless state this years ago, drug addict and all those sort of things. And uh, he came and, and he had a, a, an amazing experience of meeting with God. And I mean, he was into all sorts of crime and every, you, you name it, he was into it. And he came in one day and I can remember him coming in really, really excited. And we said, what, what, what's happened? Oh, he said, I, I got on the bus. Right, okay, you got on the bus. Didn't seem particularly exciting to us. It's a bus, you know. Um, he said, yeah, and guess what? I paid my bus fare. And it was the first time in his life he'd ever paid a bus fare. He didn't believe in things like that, you know. Now, we never told him that. It was as he began to experience the love of God. See, to be obedient to God was not a question of knowing the rules and regulations. It was a question of knowing God. And he leads us in the way that we should go. And he also provides for our courage. All right. We have to stop. Maybe we have to carry on with that next week. Father, we ask that as we continue to talk on the things that we've been hearing and receiving, and thank you, Lord, for every, every testimony, every time that you've stepped in with your power and your presence. Lord, as we continue to, to consider these things, we look that the Holy Spirit would come upon us. 
we would know your word and your power and that you would lead us in the way that we should go. And we choose, Lord, to set to one side, set aside our expectations in favour of your expectations. And by your power, Lord, we choose to tune in to your voice rather than the doubts and fears of the enemy that we may indeed be able to walk before you and possess all that you've purposed for us at this time. In the name of Jesus. Amen. As I've just been sharing with you a little while, and as you've been listening to the things and perhaps joining in the worship, what's the Holy Spirit been doing? What's God the Holy Spirit been doing? Has he's come, spoken to you, maybe caused you uh, to want to at times leap for joy? Or, I mean, I noticed a number of times we couldn't help ourselves. We're, we're even applauding. So, wow. What happened to these quiet, conditioned English people? They're getting excited. My goodness me. Take a moment. Because if God has done something that you need to respond to, maybe you need to come and get someone to stand with you in prayer. Maybe you need to, instead of talking about what's for dinner, tell somebody, what's God the Holy Spirit been saying to you or doing in you today? That would be a good thing to do. Yeah? All right. Amen. Governmental prayer on Tuesday. Baptisms Tuesday night. Watch the venues. Different to the one we've used before. We're going to have a great time. Amen? Good. If you want prayer, then come.